0: Amen. Amen. Be seated. sing, I'm singing, any song you sing, I'm singing too, I'm gonna sing it with you, if you This uh, month, we're talking about getting to extra. And extra is what you have that is available beyond what is necessary. It's the difference between what you have and what you need. And I find personally that I need extra. I, I am amazed that sometimes when I'm at the gas station pumping my gas into my car, that I make a decision as to whether or not I'm going to fill my tank Based on whether or not I'm going to spend an extra three minutes. They're filling it up. I'm asked whether or not I'm going to wash my car. It's a stressful decision. Do I have time to wash my car? And if you go out and look at it, you'll say, I push no normally. Uh, time just seems to be the very thing I need and want uh, more and more extra. Uh, I don't know about you, I want more time with my family. I want more time uh, specifically with my wife. I want more time with uh, friends, more time with neighbors. Uh, I am in need of more time, and it just seems like there's not enough. Wouldn't you like extra time? How many would like extra time with their immediate family, their spouse or your kids or nephews? Raise your hand if that describes you. How many would like more weekend in your weekend? Yeah, good. I'm talking to the right crowd this morning. Uh, How many of you want more time for vacation, more time for downtime, getaway time? We need it. Wouldn't you like more? In in Richard Swenson's book, Margin, uh, he writes, We must have some room to breathe. We need freedom to think and permission to heal. Our relationships are being starved to death by velocity or speed. No one has the time to listen, let alone love. Uh, Is God now (laughs) pro-exhaustion? You want to sit and answer that question for a minute? Is God now pro-exhaustion? Does he lead people beside the still waters anymore? Does he... Is there... Who plundered those wide open spaces of the past? And how can we get them back? There are no fallow lands for our emotions to lie down and rest. No more green pastures. I want you to see how this commuter public transportation uh, bus seized uh, their time and enjoyed it. Took the mundane and made it something special. Check this out. Ladies and gentlemen, is it just me, or is this train sometimes like this emotionless tunnel where people stop communicating with one another, right? I actually believe that life can be much more interesting than this, and the only person preventing us from making it a little more fun is ourselves. This is Funky Friday, let's get funky! Let's do it. Yeah. All right. How many of you are dancing? How many of you are dancing in that bus? Raise your hand. I want to see a show of hands. You're getting up. Uh, Raise your hands. Wow. Most of you are looking around to see how many other people would would get up. Hey, you know, a a man from Mali, uh, West Africa, said, You Americans have all the watches. He said, but we have all the time. Uh, too many good things become the enemy of the best things. Uh, I want to, I want to talk about your time today. I think it's the most fragile commodity you have. I want to, before I move forward, I want to do something that I think uh, is wise. I want to honor our American veterans. Um, you're going to, you're going to receive when you leave today, if you've served in our military, you're going to receive a gift at the door. We want to take a moment and just honor you. Would you give us a chance to take this time to do that? Just stand and let us put our hands together for your service to our country. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> That's, it's important to take a moment to do that. The question I want to ask this morning is simple. It's this. How do we schedule wisely? How do we schedule wisely? And if you're like me, when I'm given an invitation to go do something, I check with uh, my family just for an open calendar space. Do we have space this weekend? Are we open Friday night? What are we doing Monday night? What's happening Sunday afternoon? What do we got planned Saturday night? Uh, What does the calendar say? Uh, sometimes we resort to our uh, shared calendars to get a peek at uh, sports, work, who's away, who's at, who's, who's at home, and we just answer the question, an uh, in invitation, based on whether or not we have space on our calendar. That's kind of the default answer. But I want to ask you to go a little deeper. Uh, this, uh, this sermon series I'm preaching is from Greg Rochelle. And he captured this idea from Andy Stanley, and I think it's very biblical. When you're invited to consider uh, an invitation, or when you look at your schedule, I want you to consider this question. In light of, and then that's where you fell in the blank, is this wise? In light of, is this wise? In light of the age of our kids, is this wise? In light of... Our busy fall, is this wise? In light of our work schedule, is this wise? In light of our need to be together and connect, is this wise? In light of our need to get away as a family, just the two of us or the four of us, excluding extended family, is this wise? And I want to tell you, if you start asking that question, it may cause you to be a little weird. You'll say no to a lot of good things. You'll be weird, but let me tell you, normal isn't working. Be weird. Normal isn't working. Paul, one of Jesus' uh, delegated co-workers, wrote, do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world. In other words, you have permission to do things differently. Wouldn't it be a compliment to hear, hey, Scott, the way you manage your calendar, what you do in your house uh, all the time you spend together playing board games or just hanging out, it's a little weird. Wouldn't that be a compliment? Here's why. Normal isn't working. Be weird because normal isn't working. When's the last time uh, you asked someone how they were doing and they didn't say, oh, I'm busy? When's the last time you asked someone, hey, how's it going? They said, geez, not, not, much, not much going on here. Just been a real slow season for me. Sleeping in a lot, just hanging out, job slow, nothing going on. (laughs) That's not descriptive of the velocity of our culture. What, in light of such and such, is this wise? What good thing can you say no to that opens up extra space for something better? No to excessive TV. Yes to more reading. No to technology, four days a week. Yes to family fun nights. That may take some arm twisting in your home. There may be some boycotts on that. No to two extra hours at the office. Yes to date night. No to vacation accrual. (laughs) Sometimes it's easy to be, that to be a point of of boasting. I haven't taken vacation in a couple years. (laughs) Yay. My doctor says I'm near death. (laughs) Notification accrual and yes to two consecutive weeks of rest. Uh, The average American spends 28 hours each week watching television. 28 hours. That's part-time, almost full-time according to the state of California. By the time we're in our 70s, we will have spent 10 years watching TV. (laughs) Doesn't that just, Didn't that just make you mad that you've given any unnecessary time to to watching TV? So this morning, I want to challenge you to two, two practices, two intentional decisions, scheduling decisions that may seem contrarian. They may seem counterintuitive, but I'll make a case that they're what you need the most. You're going to hear what you need the most. The first is I want to challenge you this morning to make a commitment to spend time with God first make that the first part of your day now last week I challenged you to spend to commit Monday through Saturday six days last week I challenged you to commit five minutes a day just sitting there and and letting the spirit of Jesus minister to you how did you do I heard a fail Raise your hand if if uh, you're saying, "You know what? That was tougher than I thought it would be." Raise your hand if you're saying, "Never thought about it after you challenged me on Sunday." <laughs> Raise your hand if you if if your experience was, "You know what? I do that, I needed that. I'm going to continue to do it." Okay? Very few of you raised your hands this morning. Raise your hands if you're just tired and you're not even connecting with me right now. <laughs> Maybe a few. What I argued last week is our need is to connect with God and not work, not produce, not task, but instead to just sit and let the Holy Spirit minister to us. Just sit and let God speak to our hearts and not be task-oriented, not reach out for our our Facebook or our email or text someone, but the first thing would be to sit and just start your clock and just take five minutes to let God do something for you and begin to give you rest. When I talk to people who do this on a regular basis, this is what they tell me. I couldn't imagine not making that a priority in my life. I can't imagine not doing that because everything I do takes takes that as a part of my cornerstone of my whole day. Everything I do begins with that quiet time listening to the Holy Spirit. It might seem contrary to say that spending time with God first is going to help me schedule wisely. But doesn't it seem like distinguishing the best uses of my time from the good uses of my time is tough? There are so many different options. And what I believe is like the high priest of the law, when we go to spend time alone with Jesus... We have access to the Spirit of Jesus. We go into, when we go into the privacy of our room, we're in the presence of God our Father, and we get to hear from the Holy Spirit in the same way that a high priest would hear from God. He had a breastplate of stones, 12 of them, each representative of the 12 tribes of Israel. And on the upper left-hand corner of his breastplate, were two stones called Urim and Thummim. He could place his hands on those stones and receive revelation, direction, promptings from God. I totally believe that when I take those five minutes and I'm vulnerable, I am in a position to hear from God like no other. I don't want to miss out on that opportunity. And it can be those few minutes where the Holy Spirit will prompt me and direct me to do something with my day I would have never thought of. This week, I had several little promptings. Uh, Make certain to have this conversation with such and such. Make certain to be gentle and loving with this person. Uh, Make certain to be available to this person. They're just little promptings where I feel like this is important. Or they can be very task-oriented. Hey, you need to engage in that situation. Don't let that go by. How do I... Schedule wisely, I think the first thing is to spend time with God first. You you want to connect with the Holy Spirit and let him give you direction. These are days that can be very, very challenging. There's so much good out there, so many good things to use our time for. There sometimes can be little great things. Paul, Jesus' co-worker, wrote this. He said, be careful then how you live not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. No one in the history of humankind has ever had to live with the number of intensity of stressors we have acting on us today. Richard Swenson continues to write, For millennia upon millennia, change was slow, controlled, and accessible. Now it convulses at warp speed. Nothing defines our age more than the furious and relentless increase in the rate of change. In 1980 there were 12,000 items in the average supermarket. Today there are 30,000 including 186 choices of breakfast cereal in our local grocery store. As the number of choices grows further and the negative escalate until we become overloaded. At this point choice choice no longer liberates it debilitates it might even tyrannize Seek God first as a part of every day. Put him on your schedule. Jesus said this best. He said, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Your first thing is to seek him first. Seek him. Notice it's personal. Seek first his kingdom. It's personal. Seek first the kingdom of Jesus, his reign in your life, his authority in your life. Seek His character, Christ's likeness in you. That's the hope of, uh, of the gospel is that Christ is formed in you. Put Him first. When you seek Him first and you seek His character, all these things and the things He's referencing were aforementioned as the things we worry about. What we're going to eat, what we're going to wear, uh, where we're going to live. All those things will be provided for you. This week, I'm going to up the ante a little bit. Last week, I asked you to spend how many minutes of just downtime by yourself? Say it real loud. Gosh, you guys, that one, high participation on. I want you to double it. Oh, I love that. I love that. Did you hear that? That was cute. I want to know who you are after services. That was adorable. She said, what? I want you to double it. I want you to go from five minutes... To 10 minutes this week, beginning Monday all the way through Saturday, and I want you to just, I want you to sit for those first five, and then I want you to open the scriptures. I want you to open the scriptures, and if that, if that paralyzes you, if you're like, hey, not going there, this book, way too thick for me, then I want you to go to our Facebook. We have posted a devotion on the Adventure Facebook called Addicted to Busy. And you're going to have a chance through the week to open up the scriptures for the second part of your time with God. Make time with God a commitment this week and double it. Go from five to ten. The first five, just sit. Don't do anything. Talk to Jesus. The second five, let Jesus talk to you through the word. If, if going to our Facebook and, and looking up that devotion stresses you out, let me give you a, f- a few uh, letters to consider reading. Read a proverb. There's 31 of them. Pick uh, the one on Proverbs 9 tomorrow. Uh, consider reading uh, the Gospel of Mark. It's fast. It's, it, there's a lot of action. Um, it's simple. Consider the Gospel of Mark or the Gospel of John. Um, if you want to read about the early church, consider the book of Acts. Just start. If you want something that will help you with maybe uh, stress and, and prayer, then read one of the psalms. Read Psalm 9 uh, tomorrow. There's 150 of them. There's a start for you. Double your daily time in God's presence to 10 minutes. And I think that when you're, making, when you're answering the question of how do I schedule wisely, when you spend those 10 minutes with the Lord, you're going to be able to say, in light of whatever I'm going through, this is wise. This is what I need to do. This is how the Lord's leading my home. And there'll be harmony with God-fearing people, like-minded people, as you share perhaps how he's leading you. Jesus said, come to me. The first point is schedule time with God first. The second is by faith. I think this is the big challenging one. By faith. Schedule intentional times of rest. By faith. I say by faith because I think you're going to need it. Jesus said, come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. I'm gentle and humble in heart. You will find rest for your souls. Uh, The commandment here is to remember the Sabbath day by making it holy. Remember the Sabbath day by making it holy. It's really interesting when you look at God's 10 commandments in Exodus 19 or Deuteronomy 5. When you look at them, the amount of content, content, that surrounds Sabbath day command. The Sabbath day command is four times the amount of anything else. Lots of content around this command. Now the other command that would be in second would be idolatry. Not constructing any graven image that would cause us to worship it. And I think it's kind of interesting that these two have the most content and here's why. I think a lot of the things we work on a lot of the things we spend our time on and our focus on can become points of comfort, can become points of hope, can become places of sanctuary. And that is what it means to practice idol worship. To consider something besides God as your hope, as your identity, as your sanctuary, as your comfort. And God says once a week I want you to set everything aside And just be with me and rest. I think this is one of the hardest commands to obey. There's more content to it. There's there's great need to do it. Uh, Before I explore Sabbath day rest a little bit more, I need to tell you that sometimes I hear people say this. I hear them say to me on a Sunday, I almost didn't come to services today, but I really needed to hear that. It, it happens, not all the time, but I'll hear that occasionally. I think, wow, I, I God used me to say something that someone needed to hear. That's super. But over time, I hear other families tell me, you know, we've we stopped coming to services often. We got busy with uh, our kids being in sports on Sundays. Uh, we got tired. We just kind of burnt out at work, and we just hit the snooze button and took more time to ourselves. And I want to tell you, I... I, I I don't think that this is in the best interest of Christ followers today. I don't think this is in our best interest to decide that instead of putting the Lord first one day a week and setting all of our projects aside uh, that to find rest in some other source of comfort I don't think it's smart. I don't think it's in your best interest. I think you need to schedule, put it on your, your Google calendar that on Sundays, we put God first. The Lord is first on Sundays. In my house, we shall serve the Lord. And uh, you, you commit to the 9 o'clock or the 10.30 service. You do your best to be in here when we start on time. And you put him first. You worship him. I think when you do that, you have a much higher probability of seeing your grandkids do that. But if we start slipping and giving in to all the cultural velocity that surrounds us and all the pressure, what's going to happen is that in the future, our kids and our grandkids, they're going to, it's a slippery slope. It's going to get increasingly difficult for them. Taking this day of rest is not just for you to worship God. It's also for people that are closest to you. This is not actually about you. It's about worship of God and people that you do life with people that live in under the same household will observe the rest that you're getting. I asked uh, my son this weekend, Hey, do I seem stressed out? Yeah, really? Yeah. How can you tell? I can just tell dad. I'm like, Oh shoot. Our kids sense how we're doing. They sense our stress. They sense whether or not we're enjoying the peace of Christ and the joy of the Lord. In the seventh year God's Word says that land, land is to have a Sabbath rest, a Sabbath to the Lord. Our land was to rest, and there was a promise that whatever the land yields during the Sabbath year would be food for you. Folks were to give their land a rest. But it's not just about the land getting rest. It's not just about taking a day to put Almighty God first on our calendar. It's it's about others, actually. Here are three pushbacks, or you could say sins, of refusing to rest. It's first our pride. We have an inability to recognize our limits and to acknowledge our dependence on God, and that's a sin. It's a violation of God's directive to us. When we can't take God at His word, we're suggesting that we know better. We don't need rest. It's fear. Trusting God with our limitations is frightening. We fear what it means for our identity, reputation, and future if there are elements out of our control. Out of fear, we seek to control and manipulate every moment and opportunity even if it means we're in violation of God's commandment. And then it's finally selfishness. It's amazing that rest is not just for us. It's for those who live with us. For yourself Your your manservant, your maidservant, that would be your son or daughter. And your hired worker, that would be you men. And the temporary resident who lives among you, (laughs) that would be your dog. As well as for your livestock and wild animals in your land. When you rest, everyone else gets to rest. Is that not true? I mean, aren't you just more pleasant to be around with when you're rested? How many of you would say, actually, when, I'm, when I put in an 80-hour work week, my family loves to hang out with me? I don't think so. Observing the Sabbath isn't all about us. This verse explains that when we rest, we create space for those who lead and space for those who need to rest too. Leaders, this is huge. When we don't rest, we don't allow our family or those we work with to rest. It's important to me. Yesterday, I had a couple staff members I wanted to reach out to Nope, I want them to rest. I had to make that decision. It was actually hard. And let me tell you, this rest thing isn't going to go away. Uh, If you're falling asleep every time I say rest, hang in there. I'm almost done. One of Jesus' co-workers wrote, There remains then a Sabbath rest for the people of God. Anyone who enters God's rest also enters rest from their works, just as God did from his. Let us therefore make every effort to enter that rest so that no one will perish following their example of disobedience. Jesus said, I go and prepare a place for you so that where I am, you might also be. Jesus is our ultimate hope for rest. He went after his death and resurrection, he went to heaven to go and build a place for us, a house, he describes it, that scripture teaches has been built designed since the foundation of the world for God's people, a new Jerusalem, a heavenly city, the place we need to go where God's people will be. Have you made a decision to trust Jesus with rest now? Have you given him your weariness, your burden? And you have the hope of resting with him someday? We do this by making a decision to turn from our evil and selfish ways and to make Jesus the leader of our life we do that in Christian baptism. If you haven't made that decision, you're going to have a chance to in a moment to make it. I asked you this morning, how do, we, how do we schedule wisely? And I say, the way we schedule wisely is we say, in light of such and such, in light of this stage of work, in light of this stage of our marriage and family life, in light of this stage of our finances, in light of this stage in our own health, Is this wise? We ask the question, is it wise? Because we live in days that are evil. We need to practice wisdom. And I challenge you to two things this week. Spend time with God first. Ten minutes a day with open Bible. Five just listening to him. Monday through Saturday of next week. And then five opening the Bible or going to our Facebook devotion, Addicted to Busy. That's Addicted to Busy in case you didn't get that. And then secondly, by faith, schedule intentional times of rest. I say get on Airbnb and and look at potential vacation spots next summer. I say get on your calendar and start planning some weekends away. Marrieds, try to get away a couple times a year. Even if it's just a local Lodi, get away. Get it. Here's the deal. You think you don't have time for These important things. And the reality is you don't have time for the most important things because you're out of alignment with God. You need to take time to put him first. You need to make a decision that you will not surrender to culture and you're going to fight with everything to be different, to be weird because normal isn't working. If you don't have extra, you're missing out on the most important things. Realign daily with time with God. Rest, rest in your souls. Or you can just be normal. <laughs> I don't want normal. By faith, schedule time for rest. And imagine what new things might be added to you as you seek first His kingdom and His righteousness while spending time with God. Imagine how taking God at His word to rest could benefit those closest to you. Jesus says, Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden or burdened, and I will give you rest. You'll find rest for your soul. Let's go to Jesus right now. Uh, maybe for the first time for one or two of you, and ask him to be your rest. Ask him to show you how to rest and trust him. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I, I just sense that we're a, we're a tired people moving at high velocity Uh, We need a rest that comes from Christ, and uh, today we come to you and we just ask that you would show us and ask us, hey, in light of this place in life, is it wise? Are we being wise with our time? Help us answer that question, and Lord, I, I ask that you'd help us spend time with you and help us schedule intentional rest for our benefit and for the benefit of those we love. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, if today, today's it marks a day where you need some intentional prayer, you really need rest, you need someone just to lay their hands on you and pray with you, our prayer team's going to be up here. We'd love to do that. Just come forward and we're just going to pray that God would pour his rest into your body and mind if you're here and you've never made a decision to trust in jesus you've never made a decision to become a christian i don't think there's a more important decision you can make why not today why not do it just come down forward and let us receive you and help you in that most important life decision why don't you stand now as we lead this song come forward if if i described either of your needs Come forward, let us pray with you, or come forward and let us help you make a decision to become a Christian. Come forward now. Sing, There's No Place. There's no place I'd rather be. There's no place I'd rather be. There's no place I'd rather be. be. Here in your love, here in your love, there's no place I'd rather be. There's no place I'd rather be. There's no place I'd rather be than here in your love. Sing together, set a fire down in my soul that I can't contain. Sing that. Set a fire down in my soul that I can't contain, that I can't control. I want more of you, God. Sing that. I want more of you, God. Set a fire. Set a fire down in my soul that I can't contain. That I can't control I want more of you God I want more of you God One more of you less me We're going to sing that There's no place I'd rather be One more time Let's sing that out together There's no place I'd rather be Sing it out There's no place I'd rather be There's no place I'd rather be than here in your love, here in your love, there's no place I'd rather be. not too late. If, uh, if you're thinking, you know what, I really need prayer this morning, I've, I just am not able to slow my mind down. I just need someone to pray for me. Or if you're here and you've never made a decision to become a Christian, why not now? In the privacy of this uh, dimly lit auditorium, why not make a decision to follow the King of Kings who died on a cross for your sins